0: Uh, And it creates the Illinois Student Athlete Endorsement Act. Generally, it allows student athletes in Illinois to earn market value compensation for the use of their name, image, and likeness.
1: That was State Representative Cam Buckner at the Illinois House last month talking about his bill to allow for student athletes in collegiate sports to get paid sponsorships and to go out and hire an agent and to organize that and get paid more than just education or more than just a scholarship to a college to the WMAY Morning News feed. I'm Greg Bishop, and as uh, a U.S. Supreme Court ruling yesterday uh, touching on this issue but not going that far. Again, this is a bill that's on the governor's desk to allow for Illinois college athletes to get paid sponsorships but what was the ruling out of the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday Uh, to talk about that from Indiana University sports medicine or sports media professor uh, Galen Clavio joins us here on the WMAY morning news feed Galen thanks for taking time with us how are you I'm good Greg thanks for having me absolutely so I guess give us the the gist here what's the top line for what happened out of the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday concerning the NCAA and student-athletes
0: Well, the top line is that the court unanimously ruled that the NCAA couldn't restrict schools from giving education-related expenses uh, and items to athletes, which probably sounds a lot less exciting than what people have been talking about with this. But it's an interesting case because not only was it a unanimous ruling in favor of not letting the NCAA restrict those things, there was a separate concurring opinion by Justice Kavanaugh, which essentially attacked the entire NCAA model of amateurism and the restrictions on uh, athlete compensation and things of that nature. So the, the case is important because it does open up kind of a new front for potentially increasing athlete compensation. But I think the big story is that it opens up the future for lawsuits and the potential that the whole system the NCAA's built might not exist in a few years.
1: Well, and that system has been under the gun uh, and under uh, some criticism for for a decade, if not longer, because these student athletes uh, they you know get recruited to these high profile schools. They get on the basketball court, they get on the football field, and uh, it's big time TV. It's big time advertising dollars. I mean, this is a big industry. Uh, how does it compare to pro sports uh, when looking at uh, some of the uh, the big name colleges?
0: I mean, when you get at that top level, it's pretty sizable, and I think compares pretty well. You know, one of the things that confuses a lot of people with college sports is they still think it's the 1980s or 1990s where you know, at that point, you still had a lot of head coaches making about the same as college professors. That is not happening right now. I say that. As, as <laughs> I, a I, say, I think uh, I think uh, an
1: Illinois coach is making like a million plus or something a year. It's pretty incredible. Oh, oh, probably,
0: probably more. I mean, we just hired uh, a new head basketball coach here at Indiana, who's making about three and a half million dollars a year. And our football coach makes about 4 million a year. And the problem is there's so much more money now in college sports than there was before. It's about a $20 billion industry, if you take it as a whole. You look at what's happened just in the Big Ten. The Big Ten Network launched in 2007, and most athletic budgets in the Big Ten have tripled since that time. Uh, you know, Indiana, Illinois, you're talking about a $120 million athletic budgets now, where they were about $40 million 20 years ago. So there's so much more money And I think that everybody from the average person on the street up to the Supreme Court now has looked at that system and said, ncaa member schools there's something wrong with the way that you're doing things
1: we're talking with galen clavio he is a sports media professor with indiana university getting reaction and a an, uh, kind of an overview of what uh, what happened out of the u.s supreme court yesterday uh with a ruling against the ncaa so again this is we have to you know make clear this is not about the paid sponsorships this is about whether or not schools can give, like, extra added benefit from the school to the student. What kinds of things are we talking about here?
0: One of the big areas that's been bandied about here is, you know, paid internships and the opportunity to uh, partner up with businesses to allow your athletes to go, you know, get an internship at at Apple or IBM or something that that gets set up through the school. Uh, You can't really do that under the current guidelines. Uh, you're also talking about materials related to education, which, frankly, could be almost anything, I mean, from, from laptops and iPads all the way up to tutoring services and things of that nature. Um, you know, as of right now, there's restrictions that the NCAA places on what their schools can and can't do on that front. And, you know, that's that's going to be interesting because that's an area that can be easily reinterpreted to kind of whatever the school is willing to give, Uh, you know, one of the big areas that we've looked at here lately has been name, image, and likeness, which your listeners have probably heard talked about a little bit, this idea that athletes should be able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Schools can't do that directly, but one of the things that could fall into the finding of the Supreme Court here is providing a commercial service to come in and help students monetize their social media so there's a bunch of different potential avenues and probably some things we haven't even thought of yet
1: yeah i didn't even think of that uh he yeah, had the school has media professionals and they could uh, provide a certain type of uh a certain type of know-how or knowledge to help the uh, student-athlete uh, get even more um, social media followers, which could increase their bottom line. Uh, we're talking with Galen Clavio here with the WMAY Morning News Feed. He's from Indiana University, a professor of sports media. Uh, and, Galen, uh, again, this is a, what happened yesterday in the U.S. Supreme Court is separate from uh, some of the things that we're expecting to happen here in Illinois when it comes to a bill that's on Governor J.B. Pritzker's desk uh, that they passed last month to ultimately allow for student-athletes to get paid sponsorships from, like, the private sector, for instance. Um, so what happened in the U S Supreme court, do you believe that that's going to bolster those arguments and it, can it be just one, one state at a time doing this? I think
0: certainly it does bolster the efforts. And there was a letter that was sent out by some of the conference commissioners and the sec commissioner, the big 12 commissioner where they're at this point advising the NCAA uh, council to allow individual schools in states that don't have laws on the books to go ahead and set something up themselves. Because, you know, on the one hand, I think the states that went ahead and decided to pass laws, whether it's name, image and likeness laws or what's going on in Illinois right now, are actually going to put the schools in their states in better position overall. Uh, Here in Indiana, there's no bill on anybody's desk. There's there's nothing working its way through the legislature. And I think that could potentially uh, put Indiana, Purdue, Notre Dame at disadvantages because they're they're essentially going to have to make things up from scratch, whereas Illinois, Florida, uh, there's going to be laws potentially on the books that will open up the possibilities. So it's going to be interesting to see what all occurs with that. I think what was going on here, the reason the NCAA and its member schools have kind of dragged their feet on this is they were hoping this Supreme Court ruling would go the other direction. They wanted to get something from the Supreme Court or something from U.S. Congress saying, no, NCAA, you're fine. Your way of doing business is fine. And we just haven't seen that happen. This was a, a unanimous ruling by the Supreme Court against the NCAA in an era where nothing is getting unanimously ruled on uh, at the Supreme Court level and Congress doesn't seem particularly interested in taking action. So at this point, it looks like it's going to be every state for themselves and maybe every school for themselves as they try to figure out how to handle this situation.
1: Well, again, as you said, uh, it could uh, uh, provide some uh, opportunities for competition among uh, you know one state's universities versus another state's universities. Uh, Galen Clavio, he's a sports media professor with Indiana University on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and then th- the criticism of uh, student athletes. I mean, they're students first, athletes second. Uh what do you, what what's the 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 tenor of the uh, reactions to those who say students shouldn't be making you know a lot of money playing college sports it should be focused on college academics and sports should be secondary
0: Well there's a lot of students at a lot of schools across the country that have paying jobs that they engage in while they are students including people that are on scholarship it's, it's just athletes that seem to be in this special category uh, where they're not allowed to do that and uh, you know look I think there's always going to be people arguing that athletes get enough compensation uh, just by getting a scholarship and it's not to you know downgrade the importance of a scholarship or a paid college education but I think people need to again go back to what I said at the beginning which is the the compensation package for athletes now is essentially the same as it was 35 40 years ago but the amount of money in the Uh, being played around college sports has grown exponentially since then. And one of the big arguments that was brought up in the Supreme court decision was essentially the NCAA can't continue to argue that it's unable to pay its athletes because that's its business model. Like that's a circular argument that just doesn't make a lot of sense when you look at it from an antitrust perspective. Uh, And so you know, I, I understand the arguments that people make on that front. I just think that they're, frankly, old-fashioned, and they're rooted in a you know an environment that doesn't exist anymore from a financial perspective.
1: Well, we'll keep a close eye on this, because uh, I know there's probably a lot of student-athletes uh, uh, champing at the bit to... <laughs> to possibly get some paid scholarships or some uh, rather paid sponsorships, or even with this ruling uh, out of the U.S. Supreme Court. I mean, that ultimately means that these universities are free to, to offer up added benefits, right?
0: Yeah, and look, I think if people are afraid about college sports being negatively impacted, I would just remind everybody that, you know, 35, 40 years ago, the Olympics went through a similar process where they made the determination that, you know, what was really important was having the best athletes, not having the best amateur athletes. And I mean, the Olympics, I think, are still doing okay. They're 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 going strong, and you you know, people still tune in regardless. Uh, you know, certainly there'll be some changes with this, but I think that, from the standpoint of just civil rights and fairness and and equity, this is a good finding. All told, I'm actually surprised by the finding. I didn't think that it would be as unanimous as it was, but I do think it's going to open up some interesting possibilities moving forward for both colleges and the athletes that play for them.